Hey, this is David Hayter. You may know me as the screenwriter of films like X-Men, X-Men 2, and Watchmen, but you probably know me best as the voice of Solid Snake from Metal Gear Solid. And you're listening to Hawaii's number one podcast, the Casanova Podcast. Kept you waiting, huh? Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Hawaii's number one podcast, the Casanova Podcast. I'm your host, Mikhail Casanova, and I've got the honor and privilege of having the one, the only, Red Infamy. Red, how you doing? How you living today? <laughs> Pleasure to be on. I appreciate it. When you hit me up, I was like, yes. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it's an honor, and um, I'm doing great. Just uh enjoying this home life <laughs> and making the best of it at the moment. I do miss going out. Um, but yeah, just making the best of it and catching up on some games. That's, that's what I've been doing. Yeah. Killing that backlog or trying to anyway, I'm over here looking. I'm like, my backlog is not getting smaller. <laughs> I'm trying. I'm trying. Though. <laughs> People don't understand. People don't understand this business. No, nah, they, they, they really don't. And that's uh, we were talking about this uh, before we went live, but how people think that this is super easy, like it's mad easy. No, it's not. <laughs> like I said, um, you know, it was a, a, a long friend, long time gaming friend of mine. And uh, like he was like, and it's been a couple of people because they was like, yo, why? And I still haven't I still haven't played the last of us too like it's sitting right <laughs> like it's sitting right there and um there's so many different factors on why i haven't played it yet and then because like he was renovating you know the my bedroom you know our bedroom mm -hmm. in here and so it's just been a lot and i want to play on my new tv like i got my <laughs> desk set up i was like things have to be right for this game you know even for ghost of tsushima people was like why you didn't stream that yet and i finally did it i was like yo it's just i like to it's 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 not a plug and play situation with streaming like shots out and salute to all of you out there that stream every single day i don't know how y'all do it like I'll lose my voice easily because <laughs> I don't really talk. Like I'm a person I, I talk and I, I socialize and converse with different people, but like I'm a person that's very quiet. Like, and so <laughs> I was like, I'm speaking more than normal. Like it's a lot. It's, it's a lot, but it's so fun when you do get the chance where everything starts to want to work. Cause with me, I'm never on time with a stream. Because OBS don't want to work. My <laughs> mic all of a sudden don't want to work. The light's not coming on. Someone needs something. Someone came in the room. It's always something. But like once I'm in the zone on the streams, I have a great time with the audience and even new people that come in. So it, it, it works out. But it's, it's not easy, people. Salute to all the content creators that do this joint every day with streaming. Because yeah, I don't know how y'all do you know, and, and people, they, they straight be trying to tell you, like, 
Nah, anyone can do it. Everyone can do it. Anyone can be successful with it. I'm like, yeah, anyone can do it, but to succeed in it and thrive and do this all the time. No, no, that's, that's not. (laughs) It's dedication. Yeah. Dedication. Straight up dedication for real. I salute all the content creators. But uh, but go ahead, um, plug your outlets, plug where you you know anything you work on, and and where can people find you at? Um, so yeah, as far as uh, I do have my own outlet, uh, Geek Game Tight. Uh, so the outlet of Geek Game Tight is is all about you know I've been in the industry for almost nine years now as a reporter, on camera you know on camera personality, host, producer, mm-hmm. and so forth, and the main thing was all those years I was building other people's dreams instead of building my own. Mm-hmm. And I'm appreciative for all the experience of I've had in the industry from not so good to good or great. Um, because it all was a learning experience to what I wanted to actually build and have for everyone to share, you know, as far as what I wanted to share. So geek game tight is an outlet that is pretty much playing on the name of like having your information always on point mm-hmm. when it comes to uh, black, brown, and native as far as all of us that are in this industry are creators, voice actors, inventors, content creators, personalities, whatever that we do exist. And we have a very great hand in this industry on building it to what it is today. So um, that's something very important to me when it comes to inclusion. Uh, So that's why, and that was the inspiration behind it is because throughout the years, I've just seen so many things. And it's like, at that point, it's like, so what is the call to action? Mm. So uh, that's, that's the reason like behind Geek Game Tight and the inspiration for it. Okay. Okay. All right, and then you're also part of 1:37 p.m. as well. Yes, yes. So um, my partnership with them. Uh, so I I am on one of their shows that they have, uh, which is we're changing the name. <laughs> I don't want the <laughs> name to change, but previously known as Good Game uh, is an esports podcast uh, that is pretty much bringing forth news or up and coming. Uh, people in that industry. Uh, so mm-hmm. I have a great time. Uh, Shouts out to the other hosts, uh, 137 Don, Aaron, and Warlock uh, that's on there. Uh, so we have different angles. Um, Don, who's Aaron, he's he's young in the industry, but he's a go-getter. Um, I love his tenacity and his passion behind esports and, and video games. And then we have Warlock, who is a a long time industry veteran as a developer. So we have a different aspect of, okay, we have a developer, we have someone new. So they are part of generation Z. And then we have someone that is in the industry as an analyst and a reporter as well. So it's so many different angles and sides. And I think that's what's that brings that extra texture to the show mm-hmm. that I really enjoy. And then um, another project I'm up with is also uh, the Ultimate Gamer. Mm-hmm. So um, shouts out to my Ultimate Gamer family out there. So we, I have a project uh, with my love, my heart, 
a hip hop gamer and uh, we Shout both out. as a gaming couple, we have a show that's that's coming out soon. So inside the game. So the ultimate gamer, uh, what I love is that they try to get everyone, you know, involved in gaming. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter if you have this amount of numbers to a, a low amount of numbers. They're trying to find who's the actual ultimate gamer. Mm-hmm. No matter where you come from or what's your background or how many likes you have or followers, I think that's so important as the industry is growing and just making sure that no matter who it is, they have some opportunity to be a piece of the pie that is esports because it's it's getting huge now. So yeah. Um, and then of course my Alienware family. So yeah, those are the projects that I have right now and um that's currently up and running and I'm excited for all of them. Nice, nice, nice. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. And you mentioned hip hop gamer. Shout out to him. Yeah, That's I, my baby. <laughs> I've, I've been a fan. I've been a fan of him for years. He's actually one of the inspirations for me to get into content creating. And man, it's uh, shout outs to him. But for real though, like this industry is it's amazing. And what I've noticed coming at it from like the, you know, I started off just doing YouTube before I went into podcasting and and doing games journalism. But like there was a mentality when I was, when I was starting off on YouTube where people were thinking like, oh, there's only so many spots for people to hop in. This industry is like a whole ocean. There's so much opportunity. (laughs) It's amazing. Um, it's, it's really amazing because what's so dope about it is that we're in the information age mm-hmm. and what's great about the information age that a lot of the new generation don't, get, a lot of them are getting it, but then we have another slew that we really have to tap into, especially with our community, um, as black people and as Brown is getting that information disseminated that they can do it too. Because a lot of people think that they need the bells and like everything all put together in order to create. And you really don't like it's so much. I remember when I was having my first computer and I was up in the forums and that's how like I learned Photoshop. And that's like the reason behind my name Mm -hmm. is because I needed a tagline for my name because I was creating these graphics for people to have as a signature for their form, like in the forums of what they posted so like right now is the time that all those closed doors can just be on some freaking thanos tip you can just like destruct all those doors like that because you can create your own just based off of logging online like just being on you don't have to log online anymore like you look (laughs) back in the (laughs) aol day (laughs) i remember those sign in it's like you plug in or you tap into putting in the password for wi-fi and you automatically online and there's so information you have like people say to google university and you can create your own opportunities so i'm like with the gaming industry today you can start an outlet that can blow up the next like six months or so so it's it's the beauty and especially for us that we see that Okay, why we didn't get that opportunity, but we seen that person get the opportunity and they don't look like us. So what what's the deal with that? Mm-hmm. So now you could create your own. And um it's it's not easy. Nothing that's great is easy. 
But um, when you figure that out, it's like, all right, I see how to, you know, work this or see how I could do it. And it's, it's the, the community that we have, too, as far as, like, I met you, what, several months ago. Yeah. And, you know, we hear speaking, you know, all, all <laughs> great to our mutual friend, Uriah. Shouts out to Uriah. Yeah, and that's that's the beauty in this in this community too. Is just that yo, we have so much things already in common. So it's mm-hmm. like we have a lot to talk about, and you never know what the next conversation could be. So I, I yeah. think that's that's the beauty in it too. Yeah, and it's it's uh, you know I had a conversation with Uriah. I want to say a couple of months ago, and we talked about literally this this very topic. We we're talking about you know why is it that we're not pushing certain opportunities ourselves we got everything we need google university literally like we don't need to go like i've had people say oh i need to go to to college to to work in gaming industry or to do something in tech no you don't (laughs) no you really don't you just have to have that tenacity and that fire and drive to want to push yourself and making you can carve out your own space in this niche and you know, like for me, when I looked at getting into content creating, I was looking at other people in the industry. Like when I was looking at tech, I'm seeing, you know, Michael Fisher, I'm seeing Pocket Now, I'm seeing these like basically commercialized takes. And no offense, Michael Fisher, that's my homie, but like commercialized like layouts for how they're doing their YouTube videos and their content creating. And then I go and look at, I look up uh, Flossy Carter, shout out to him. And he got, like, he's one of my favorites. Yeah. Yo. <laughs> hey, <Yo>. look. <laughs> <laughs> he's got I like the, the he's got like the the same like just simple layout. And it's like and he's successful. So it's like you said, like you don't need to have the bells and whistles. And I think a lot of people, you know, especially our own, get really caught up in I need to have yo, shout out to her guys. He's like, white shoes. <laughs> no but like you know a lot of our own we think that we need to have a certain look we had to have this we gotta have that we gotta have this camera this you don't have to have nothing but you that mentality yeah and it's hard to get out of it it really is i think we do that is because we already know what's up against us and it's yeah. like, okay, in order to even be put in the conversation of anyone that we see as counterparts, we feel that we have to be on that level of production. And it's like, it's not that all the time. Like, for example, like Hip Hop Gamer, and even before we actually knew each other, he's been an inspiration. Like, I knew about him ever since college. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he's been doing his thing for so long, but he started out with the freaking, what was it, PlayStation? So PlayStation? Okay, a PlayStation 2 camera. PlayStation 2? Oh, 3. Not bad. PlayStation 3 camera. <laughs> <laughs> and a black curtain. But his con- and you couldn't even see him. You could not see the brother at all. <laughs> you couldn't see him. Unless it was in the daytime. So <laughs> but his content was fire. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? What he was talking about, and especially his personality, you couldn't like and even if you didn't like him. You mm-hmm. still was watching him. You know, even mm-hmm. if you didn't like him, even if you was like, whatever, this dude is being a class, whatever, you were still watching him mm-hmm. every week, every weekend. <laughs> so, like, with Josh <laughs> Fire. So, you can, 
it, it, it takes, and people love the journey. Like people love seeing that. Wow. And even if when, like, I looked at one of my very first streams and I was like, <laughs> I was like, but then I see how much is, is grown and it's, it's still changing and growing. And like, I have no shame in my game. I'm like, look, y'all, this is the struggle stream. <laughs> I'm struggling right now. Hey, this is what y'all have, but y'all still see me and y'all still hear me. And that's something that y'all look forward to. Yeah. So I'm, I'm going to get it together. I'm going to need some help. But it's nothing wrong with that. People love to see the journey and the growth. Um, so, yeah, it's just that we have to get out of our own heads on this has to be perfect. This has to look perfect. As long as you're consistent with something and you start learning and people start seeing things changing over and over again, it's something that I deal with. It's not like it's, not like it's something easy to come out of. It's not. Mm-hmm. But it's not hard. Like it's like yeah. it's in that middle. Like it's either you have a choice. You're either gonna conform to you being in your own head or you're gonna break out of that that loop of yo, I don't think this is good enough because your worst could be someone's best. Mm-hmm. So you like have to think like I always have to tell myself, I'm like, I don't know, this might be corny. I don't, <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know this. And then turns around and like, yo, that was great. I was like, really? Like, so I surprised myself, but that's, that's the beauty in it. So people have to understand that growing and growth is a part of life and it's something beautiful. Yeah. And and one of the other things I see a lot of people get stuck on is the aspect of, of and I think this is just part of the social media culture, uh, and especially as generation is coming up now, I, I feel yes. like for us, the pre-social media era, like, we are able to detach, but this this group that's coming up in this social media timeline is like, you know, uh, a shout out to Hoppy for the raid. I appreciate it over here on Twitch. But uh, yeah, like this this whole chasing of numbers, like, oh, you know, I need to, I got to have this. I got to have this number. I got to have these likes or I have no value as an individual unless I have numbers. And I'm like, no. No, that ain't the that ain't the wave. Definitely don't uh, get into that trap, and um, it's a shame because uh, like the generation coming up, that's all they're witnessing right now until they actually uncover the truth. Because someone can have a million, let's say they have a million followers. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But they're con- are they really reaching? Are they really reaching a million people? See, a lot of these companies love to, they love to have that, that infograph that, okay, this person has a million, mm-hmm. but when you break it down, that person did not reach a million people yeah. at all. And they organically don't have a million at all, mm-hmm. period. So that at the end of the day, a ratio to it, they probably reached way less than that. Give or take 10,000. Like, for real. Like, <laughs> give or take 10,000 on certain things. Like, I've seen stuff plenty of time. It depends on how they are really great with their audience that they're able to reach almost damn near a million off of the million that they have. I've seen that, yes. But I've seen other ones that they gathered up, especially when the uh, Twitter and everything started to, to start. They did the, you follow me, I follow you back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then some of those accounts are not there no more and they still it's so many different factors but what is the reach because for example 
I'm going to use myself. I did a post recently on a panel that I had for PACS, right? And mm-hmm. the, the panel was about uncovering black women's voices in esports. And I made, of course, I'm doing the marketing on it. I personally, I just now made 5,000 followers on Twitter. I've been on Twitter ever since the beginning, but I've only been in the industry for only about like nine years. Now, I only have 5,000. I haven't been active, active on Twitter like that. As far mm-hmm. as my numbers, is at five. It's not at 10. You know, the secret number is 10,000. Though I start getting, you know, certain <laughs> things. But people don't understand that it. It's all about your reach. So mm-hmm. that tweet that I had reached over 300,000 people when I looked at the numbers, the impressions on it. Now, mm-hmm. I only have 5,000 as far as followers, but that one tweet reached like, in one day, reached over 300,000 impressions, unique impressions at that. Mm-hmm. So it's all about your reach. And these companies were just, because I went to school for marketing. I have a degree in marketing. And I look at some of these companies and I'm like, is running <laughs> certain things. And why do you think that in this day and age, you're using old time metrics to evaluate a new age yeah. of content? Because yeah. you don't know who I know. Yeah. So I might have 5,000, but my network is way over that because of who <laughs> I know and this company that I have a relationship with. And this one person that's this, this, and that, who knows this, this, and this person. Like, it's a network effect. What is your reach? And people don't, like, people pay too much attention to their numbers and not really about their own reach that they can still. And hip-hop and I battle this back and forth because I'm like, okay, numbers do have leverage. Mm -hmm. So that gets you in the door with certain things because you really have to then beat someone's head. Like, I've, I've had conversations with different companies I'm like, mm-hmm. well, my reach is crazy. You're looking at these numbers, but I'm not on there as much. I, I need to be on there as much. But what I say is very influential in some aspect of what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. But if it's organic and genuine, that's what you need to aim for. Because you given this product to this million follow-up, they don't even care about the product. Nine, nine out of ten, they don't. <laughs> like, yeah. And you're giving it to that person just because you said, I gave it to a million followers. Didn't hit million followers. The views on that may reach 5,000, 10,000, or maybe two, maybe in the hundred thousands, maybe. Mm-hmm. But were they the f- perfect fit for that product or were you just doing it for the numbers? So even someone that's growing, don't please don't like dive into the numbers thing like damn like i even speak to my close friends and they like yo i need this because i'm gonna grow do is just be consistent and passionate about what you're doing and saying and somebody is watching there's always someone watching you on, on something and that's how i got discovered was through twitter just me talking on twitter so like and that's how i got discovered to even help me like boost what i do today yeah no it's and it's it's very true like it you just speak on your passion if you and i tell other creators this frequently um your passion shines through if you don't have a passion for something the people can sniff that out and they can sniff that out super quick but you know as far as like when it comes to working with industry um 
you're right. Like many companies, you got to have a certain, you got to have that 10 K or so, whatever their number threshold is to, to get your foot wedged in the door. But a lot of times, like you look at network, like, you know, for my, myself, for example, I'm not a big YouTuber. <laughs> I'm not a big Twitch. Same streamer. here. I'm not same here. You know, it's like trying to figure out how YouTube, like some videos do well on YouTube. Like I have ones that I don't put a lot of effort in. Well, I, I put effort into it, but not as much as like another. And that video will get a couple thousand or 10,000 or more. And then the one that I put everything into 10 views. <laughs> 30 views, oh, 100 views. I'm like, yo, YouTube, what did you what, 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 talk to me? Am I using the right thumbnails? Like, do I have the right tags? Like, it, and it's like, you know, in, in that sense, like, I, like I said, like, I'm, I'm not huge, but I have a podcast platform that does reach hundreds of thousands of people every month. And I just, I leverage that. Like I've had people tell me they're like, Oh, you're a small YouTuber. Okay, fine. If you want to use that label, I just see myself as a content creator and they're like, Oh, but how did you get this person on your show? How did you, you shouldn't be able to do that at your size. And I'm like, you don't know who I know. And if you just going off of this, you're playing yourself. I'm sorry. You know, it's like, it's funny. It, it, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> no, I'm just saying. Like, it's just, it's just funny. Um, uh, how people's perception is, and people let perception overrun their entire thought process. Yeah. Like, I've seen that. I see that now with this whole console war thing. <laughs> I see that with, um, like in general in life right now, because a lot of people are plugged in to the matrix, like yeah. for real. Yeah. And um, they measure off of numbers. Like, okay, well, how did you get that person? Why is this? I've seen dozens of successful people, and their social media accounts is like eight hundred, mm-hmm. hundred, three hundred, because they're just not they they're in the background working. Like they that's their thing. They they don't care. You know, for example, I'm the same as as you. I'm not a huge um, YouTuber. Mm-hmm. I don't consider myself a YouTuber because I'm that's not what I passionately do. Like of course I use YouTube as a platform to disseminate what I do. Mm-hmm. Um same with Twitch or uh, Twitter and all those other things. I need to I need to do better at it. I would mm-hmm. say I should do better at it for sure. Instagram, all those things. But in the background, I have way more that I'm focused on. And that because of who I am and because of who you are, you're able to get what you need to get because you built those relationships for years. Yeah. So you're able to get that stuff. So um, just like all the upcoming people that want to start their own YouTubes, their Twitch, like you said, whatever you're passionate in, stick to that. Yeah. I don't care if it's making soap. <laughs> like, you know, that's <laughs> the big thing. I don't care if it's making soap. You don't know what other person that might love that same hobby and you, yeah. you're like, wait a minute, this, and they might have like a, a, they might be a celebrity, they might be an influencer or whatever, and you get them on and y'all talking about freaking soap. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, y'all making something <laughs> or you showed a tutorial on something. Or for, let's say, if we're keeping it gaming and tech, a lot of independent, just like how 
like I, I'm an indie content creator. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? I don't have a big machine behind me at all. And um, even though I have partnerships with different people, I don't have a machine behind me. I don't have a marketing team behind me. I don't have a publicist. I don't have a manager. I do everything on my own. Mm-hmm. So I have to do this stuff. So as far as people that starting out, you're just like me. So, and especially when I went to go do my own thing, it was like starting all over again, mm-hmm. all over again. Um, I had to be like, Hey, remember me, <laughs> you know, with <laughs> uh, all these different companies and, uh, indie, a lot of these independent companies, you're indie. So y'all both understand each other. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot, let's say it's a game. You're like, well, this game look kind of corny. <laughs> See what I'm saying? <laughs> But it may not be, it may be corny for you, but if you're able to have an open mind and be like, okay, I'm showing off this game, this game may not be for me, mm-hmm. but I'm showing off this game for someone that might appreciate it from your audience. And you like, at the end of the day, it's about for your audience too. Yeah. Well, I always tell my, my audience, listen, I don't really play stealth games. <laughs> I don't, I don't play hard games like that. But if it's something y'all want me to show off or y'all something y'all want me to dive in because you love my perspective of things, mm-hmm. I don't mind, you know, indulging in those things. But someone that's starting out, reach out to indies because these independent companies don't have PR companies that can shut them up on different things and say, no, mm-hmm. they're the PR companies. So establish a relationship with them. And you never know, because this happened to me, those independent companies... They go on to then go on to bigger AAA type of things. And now you have that relationship with them. So now you still have your indie stuff. And then you're now you're in the AAA publishing area because that person went on to create their own company. And now they're doing this for this event or they're doing this for this company. I've had, I have several different friendships like that, that they started off indie and now they're doing big things. And we have that great relationship. Mm-hmm. So you never know, like, don't go like, Oh, I gotta, I gotta reach out to Activision. Or I have to reach out, you know, to, to Microsoft or to PlayStation or all this other stuff. There's a lot of dope behind indie developers, indie publishers, all kind of stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And especially with tech, I think tech is really easy with that. They're very open-minded versus the gaming industry with yeah. getting new people involved with their product uh so yeah start it's not really starting small it's just knowing where you're at at the moment because they you you both can identify with each other and you just grow from that yeah and and the other thing too is like to, to add on to what you're saying is understanding when you establish and foster these relationships with people in the industry with the indie devs with the pr folks understand it it's a revolving door you know, who who you if you're tight with this person and they're quote let's say like they're with uh, Way Forward and then they go on to work at Bandai Namco, you're still cool with that person, which means you got to in with that company. And, and people, you know, and, and this is a conversation I had with uh, Uriah, you know, uh, when I had him on the podcast last, and it's that you maintain these relationships, you know. And they, wherever they go, nine times out of ten, you you're going with them. Like, hey, 
Hey, are you still over there? No, I'm over here. Oh, cool. Hey, you need me <laughs> covering anything? You need anything? Like, and 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 try not to. One of the things like I, I've had other content creators I've talked to or worked with, and their their whole thing is like, oh, the gimme, gimme, gimme. Like, no, it's a two way. It's like a relationship. It's a two way street. You can't just always be taken. You know, if, if they have an opportunity for you to work with them, cool. If not, you know, still check in on them as people, you know, exactly. like just like, uh, for instance, with uh, Avengers. So um, the person from Square Enix, the UK actually reached out to me because I, I didn't realize I filled out the form for the UK form for Square, not the, the US one. <laughs> and it's like I did this like I want to say beginning of the year when they were announcing like hey if you're an influencer da 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 so i was like okay when i filled it out back then i was like yeah i'm not gonna get it because they had regiments that you need to hit you had to have like so many thousands of subs or so many thousands of uh followers on twitter and so i was under the impression i'm like yeah i'm not gonna get it i i don't have an opportunity to this so i i i just forgot about it and then i got the email and i'm like Yo, this is the executive PR person in the UK. Okay. All right. They say, oh, if you want to go to this, go to Arsenal, go to this site, go to here and sign up. And I was like, okay. And so I just started a conversation with the person out of nowhere. I was like, oh, yeah, I'm in Hawaii. And then just started talking. And, you know, we were ping ponging back and forth, back and forth in email, just having a conversation. And I'm, I'm still thinking, you know, I don't have enough followers to get this game. But I'm enjoying the conversation with the person. And yeah. next thing I know, I get the code. And then, like, I'm still talking to this person over and over. They're like, oh, you know, uh, I know you like Final Fantasy. I was like, yeah, yeah, I do. They're like, oh, so you, you know, you, you stream primarily. I'm like, yeah. They're like, what's your address? I'm going to send you something. And then, boom. <laughs> limited edition. That I still don't know how to use. But limited <laughs> edition, nonetheless. That you can't even if you try to go on eBay, this joint's like three, four hundred dollars. But you get those kind of situations just by interacting and establishing a relationship. And a lot of people, it's just like a lot of creators don't get that. It's so simple. I got the same background as you, like the marketing aspect. We understand that. But a lot of people don't get the the marketing aspect of being a creator in this wild. Yeah, like it's just it's just knowledge. Um, people just pay attention too much to the trends, but um, you know, conversations like this, and uh, I, you know, whenever I get a chance to be on any platform, I try to give some type of advice because uh, I do know there are a lot of people that they want to be in the industry, and I always say, you know, it sounds cliche with the passion thing, but I've I've been around people that. Okay, they they wanted to get into the industry just because they wanted a review code, like they mm. because they just wanted to play a free game, or to get free games. And I was like, um, I remember a, a friend of mine, you know, they wanted to to go to E three, and I was like, well, you know, if you if you do the work, I can help you get to E three, but you got to do the work. Yeah, and um, it was like, what you mean? I was like, well. When I'm at E3, it's not all about that I'm playing video games. Like, mm -hmm. to be honest, I probably play about, like, five games. The rest of it is really building relationships and me the looking at a game <laughs> being mm -hmm. demoed 
and the developer explaining their art and how they came to where they got their project to be fulfilled mm-hmm. uh, or just learning about new technology, going around or meeting people that I never met, but I've known them on the internet. Like it's just so many things, so many things that happen outside of E3 mm-hmm. every year. That's why I miss man. I was so upset <laughs> like because <laughs> right. of what's going on. That I didn't go to LA. Like, that's like my little getaway vacation, but I'm still working at the same time. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I had to tell this person, I was like, yeah, it's not all about that. We're sitting there and we just playing all the new video games before everybody else does. It's really building some really pivotal content, you know, mm-hmm. out of this stuff. <clears throat> and then also building a lot of relationships, trying to get relationships. Um, I personally like to meet people in person. I like to put a face to a name. I like them to put a a name, uh, a face to my name as well. Uh, So, you know, and and you never know the conversation that might spark up that, that sparks that, that whole um, relationship and like relationships is something that has to be upkept, you know, unless it's something strong and, you know, a bond or something like that. But like any relationship, you got to keep it, you know, too. So, um, but yeah, a lot of people uh, miss miss that step. And I'm like, you know, I don't care if you're streaming to zero. Like when I started streaming, no one was in there Mm -hmm. at all. You know, I was speaking to myself, which is something I'm used to. I'm not crazy. I'm used to because (laughs) I grew up. (laughs) I grew up as the only child for about a decade mm-hmm. until I got siblings after that. So I had cousins down the block, but I'm in my room, but I got like these little plush, you know, edibles all around and teddy bears. Like I'm speaking to them or I'm having a conversation. <laughs> I sound like, it's kind of crazy. It sounds a little crazy, but like <laughs> I, I was all I had, you know, of course I had my parents and, and grandparents, but I'm in my room, that's all I had. But it, it, it mm-hmm. became a really dope thing that I would never know that I needed now as an adult. Because mm-hmm. in the stream, and you have no one watching, you're commentating like, yo, okay, so I got to do, oh, shoot. You know, like you're commentating to it because you don't want to just sit there like. Right. And all you hear is the damn controller. Like, it's like engaging. (laughs) Still engage. Still be yourself. Still be a personality. Like, somebody was actually there. Still explain things. And people will start coming in. Like, people will start coming into your stream. People will start looking at your content. If you're someone that's mainly on Instagram, if you're mainly on TikTok, hopefully TikTok still stay up. Or, like, (laughs) YouTube. All these other things, like, it don't matter if you get one view. I don't care if 10, I don't care if it's 20, 25. Mm. That's 25 people you don't even know just watch something of yours. It's going to grow. Like, it takes time. Like, nothing is just, like, boom, it's there. It's fake if it's like that. Yeah. So, you know, appreciate the growth. Yeah. I've, um, you know, it's something like, because... My wife and I were both uh, content creators, uh, especially with this whole pandemic. She's actually gone into it full time because, one, her company laid her off. So it's like, what else she got to do? And this whole setup you see, this is all hers. Wow. (laughs) So it's like. If you see hip hop and I set up, like, this is next to each other. (laughs) Our family come in here and be like, yo, 
what's this, the newsroom? (laughs) (laughs) I'm not even done. I got a lot of, like, design things I want to do with something like that. But, yeah. Mm -hmm. It's like, you know, like, uh, with with her, like, I I watch her streams. And when I watch her her stream on Twitch, I'm like, man, I wish I had that energy. Like, she's just like, (laughs) she over here having a whole conversation. <laughs> her stream and stuff so I can watch it and, and, and subscribe and support her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I studio with you because it, it, it's crazy. Because like when I, I watch her, like she's got super high energy. She's like engaging with the chat. She'll engage like with the game. She's like, did you see that? Like I remember back when she didn't have viewers, <laughs> and it's like I would watch it. I'm like, yo, who are you talking to? But she she had it, and then I started incorporating it too. And it's like it it is definitely something where when you start talking like that that self talk that self dialogue it goes a long way versus just uh, picking up the sticks and because that's that's not engaging. That's that's, (laughs) um and 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 I've seen a lot of folks that just like like I've gone in streams I've seen people just doing that and I'm like well, I'm not gonna stick around if you're not gonna talk you're not gonna engage with me no I'm out but like and it's a hard skill if you don't have that already I mean anyone can develop it but for a lot of us like you know your your story with the whole teddy bear thing I had that when I was a kid too you know um when I I moved because I'm not originally from from America I'm originally from uh Samoa and so, you know, in learning English and, and whatnot at, at seven, I had my teddy bears and that was it. I'd have whole conversations with them because my mom would be like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm trying to trying to get better at English. <laughs> like, So you're talking. Yeah, I'm talking English to the bear. But, you know, like I, I always had that self-talk because I'm self-conscious about my English. I really am. A lot of people are like, oh, you don't sound like you have an accent. I hear it. Accident at all. <laughs> <laughs> like I, I hear it, but you know, like I, 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 um, I do a lot of self dialogue, so I can do it. I can just literally talk about anything. I mean, I can talk about this coffee and why y'all need to get player one coffee. That's a plug. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, it, it, and my wife can do it too. And it's crazy how a lot of people are like, "Oh, that's so easy to do." No, it's not. But with practice, like with anything, it gets better. It gets a lot better. And especially when it comes to not only just uh, streaming, content creating, but if you got a partner that supports you or a partner that does it, it makes it so much easier. So much easier. Sometimes (laughs) frustrating, but, you know. (laughs) It's so much easier, yo. I I can attest to that because plenty of times. I'm like, babe, can you please help me? Because what is going on? <laughs> like, and I'm very tech savvy. Very tech savvy. I have a background in tech work as well. But mm. like, he'd been there, done that, like trial and error with all of this setup stuff. So, and he's put himself through the extreme ringer of being frustrated and he's overcome <laughs> it. So I like, Sometimes I'm like, babe, I'm not trying to be mean. Can you please fix this? And I'll, I'll be pissed off, like, beginning of the stream. And you would never you probably do, though, because I, I can't really hide anything. My face would be like, hey, so what's up, y'all? Um, <laughs> but, yeah, it's, you know, it's, it's human. And um, 
Yeah, I can't. That's one thing. Uh, like even searching different uh, content creators, I have this thing that I need to see someone who has a camera. Mm-hmm. But if you don't have a camera and you're talking actively, I'm, I'm going to watch you. You know what I'm saying? Because you don't have a camera. But the camera attracts me to mm-hmm. the channel. But I know sometimes, because even myself, like I don't want this light. Like this light right now is really beaming in my eyes. You know what I'm saying? Like I might get a cut. Like uh, I had it. <laughs> like like I've been trying to turn the light down right now. But um, but sometimes it's like too much, and it's like I just want to just. Pick. I do want to stream, mm-hmm. but I don't feel like getting on camera. I might like. I like doing my hair. It might be a bonnet stream. I'm gonna have a bonnet stream one day. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be a bonnet stream one day. But you know, I don't mind it just as long as like I know that I'm engaging, and I think mm-hmm. that anybody that wants to be a new content creator and really do this, uh, just talk. It doesn't matter if anybody in there. You're gonna sound. You're probably gonna look crazy or whatever. It doesn't matter. You know, you are having fun with that game, and someone's gonna come out. Come and hang out with you. Someone randomly is going to do it. So just to yeah. start, because a lot of people be apprehensive, like, well, I don't have a <laughs> just, <sighs> just start. Start now. Start today. Doesn't matter if you don't have a camera yet. You don't need the most expensive camera. You don't need the most, you don't need an Elgato light. Like, there's other lights that you can get that is way a quarter of that price. Um, you don't need an expensive Yeti grand. mic. You could get a regular, some of the freaking, I was like, damn, that mic was only $30. It didn't sound that good. Like, so, <laughs> you know, you could get you a, 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 a small mic or whatever. Mm-hmm. You can do stuff from your phone. Um, they got stream labs from the phone. There's just so many different things. If you don't have the, a computer, you could stream straight from your PlayStation. You could stream straight from your Xbox. As well, what's great about the Xbox is all you need is a, a, a webcam compared mm-hmm. to PlayStation where you need a you know, can't talk proprietary PlayStation <laughs> camera. <laughs> but, um, so you know, there's so many options, there's so many things. I know, let's say if you're a, um, a Nintendo content creator, you're like, damn, I don't have a capture card. Listen, if you could put your phone in front of it, <laughs> like. Mm-hmm. There's so many different things and start that way, but your personality is off the chain. Just start somewhere and someone is going to come in and, and want to help yeah. as well, too. So just please start. Just start. Just yeah. <laughs> start today. Make that account. Make that Twitch account. Look, I sound like I'm trying to get donations for like <laughs> the, the, the tide pool. Make Start it today. <laughs> start today. Make that Twitch account, make that YouTube account, make that TikTok account, Instagram, whatever the case may be, Twitter, all just make that account and just say something and do something. Yeah. And and other thing too is just realizing you're gonna have to and this is the part I feel like a lot of people don't realize when they say, Oh, it's so easy, I'm like, you know how many hats that we have to wear? We're our own PR person. We're our own publicist. We're our own uh, script writer, on-screen personality, audio engineer. Uh, yeah, we have to reach out to people. If we're doing a podcast like that. We have to do. I actually got someone tell me that it's bad 
that I reach out for guests because it makes me look desperate. And I'm over here like, what do you think companies do? <laughs> you think that it just falls in a lap a lot of times? Even late night shows have to secure their guests and reach out to their publicists to get that guest on the show. Mm-hmm. It's not all the time that it, they're doing a press run and they just end up and say, oh, I want to pick, you know, the late night show. A lot of times they have to get those guests too. You have to go out and get those guests. For anybody that's saying that, obviously you're not doing mm-hmm. that profession. So why do you have any ethos behind what you're talking about to subjugate yourself? <laughs> so I hate to say that. Well, it's, you sound desperate. You Listen, you know about me. You know about me. I'm just now finding out about you. I'm not trying to be shady, you know, to the person, but it's like you have so much to say with little to show on what you're talking about. And I see that all the time in this day and age. It's like you got so much to say, nothing to back it. (laughs) Nothing like nothing to back it at all. Like, why are you talking about it's desperate for you to reach out to guests? You see me as a big corporation? Like, oh, guess this is falling in my lap. Like, I'm supposed to reach out to these people. I'm supposed to see, like, hey, how's your schedule? You know, y'all doing anything? Like, would you love to come onto my platform and talk? You have to do that. Mm-hmm. Unless they, like, sitting in your freaking context, listen, like, you speak to them every damn day. That doesn't even mean that they go, show. I have friends. I have friends that I've known for years that I have never been on their platform. Mm-hmm. But I'm friends with them, but I've never been on a and so what? <laughs> like I've never been on a platform, but I've known them for years. It's just never happened. Mm-hmm. You know, and there's people that I've just now met and I'm on their platform because they had to reach out. They got to know it's people that I've that hasn't been on my platform, <laughs> like that I've known <laughs> for years. So it's just the this is the way of life you gotta reach out to people. Like you think people yeah. just say, Yeah, I'm up here. Up for it, let's go. I'm busy. It, it, it's trippy because they just started a podcast or just got in. Uh, so they, I know they lying. I know they. <laughs> okay, because so, they they just got into like uh, so, so, so they're partnered on Twitch. They're established on Twitch. Uh, okay. They're growing a presence on YouTube, but they just got into. Uh, they just got into podcasting within like the last five to six months, but they're, they're telling me they're like, yeah, you know, it just makes you look desperate. You're constantly reaching out all the time. And it was funny because I had my, um, my friend, Chris, are you familiar with Chris Van Vliet? The guy who, uh, he interviews like a lot of wrestlers and stuff like that. No, only time I miss the wrestling is like if I see my nephews. I used to be like, well, oh, uh, hip hop, but no. If I seen his face, probably so, because I'm bad with names. I'm sorry. Nah, okay. So you you, you <laughs> probably you probably seen him, but like he, uh, I had him on my show, and he's one of the people like I helped him start his podcast because like he was doing interviews on YouTube for years. You know, he interviews like The Rock and. And John Cena oh, wow. and all these people. So I was like, cool. Like when I had him on my show a year ago, I was like, dude, start a podcast. He's like, well, I don't know how. And I'm like, just take your video format, convert it yeah. to audio. And there you go. And I walked him through it and he, he made a podcast, which man, I wish I had your numbers. <laughs> but it, it, it like blew up. And so I had him on again this year and I brought up 
what that person said. And he was like, he's like, that's part of what we do. He's like, what are they? Do, do They'll they find out. I don't want to see. I don't know who this person is. I don't want to see asking anybody for an interview. No one. Don't reach out to no one. Subliminal about it. And I want to see. Because maybe your, your, your podcast is just about you just talking. Fine. But you can't say if someone's trying to get guests that that is desperate measures to get them. You have to reach out. Yeah. So you saying that PR companies is desperate? They they're looking desperate when they when they hit our inbox about their comp about their uh whoever they're representing, whether it's a person, a service, or product. So if they're desperate, now that means a publicist is desperate as hell because their whole like their whole occupation is this desperation. Then that's that's what you're saying because that's like uh, any marketing company that it's just desperation every time a Turn off a commercial because that's desperation. Because that commercial is actually for to entice you to buy or pay attention to something. So make sure every time a commercial plays, cut it off. <laughs> like, I don't understand people's brain. That was, I really don't get people. And then their logic, it doesn't make sense. Doesn't don't 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 apply for a job. <laughs> don't send your resume in. Don't do that. The company is going to find you. No, that's their logic. Is guests need to reach out to to them. I'm like, good luck with that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Viacom. <laughs> like, okay, so like, we'll see how far that goes. <laughs> like. Yeah, it, it's wild. But um, so so you recently did a PAX panel. How was that? Was that surreal? It was because as long as I've you know been in this industry, I've never been on a panel. Like I've mm -hmm. never been on a panel. I've never moderated a panel. I never can. That's why I said that this whole pandemic situation has been a gift and a curse. But it's been mm -hmm. a really great gift. Um, because it, it, it made, like, it helped everyone reset, Yeah, like the world reset, like for real, mm -hmm. uh, the world reset, it's brought a lot of attention to different things or different, um, revolving issues in the world, uh, it's brought on for people to pay attention more to themselves, whether, whatever the case may have been. So it was surreal because I've, I've never been on a panel. I've always wanted to do one. I was like, you know what? Since I've never been on a panel, I've never been invited to a panel. I'll make my own damn panel. <laughs> and, yeah. and I was on Twitter one day because I get a lot of uh, shouts out to Cuddlecore. Um, she's a phenomenal pro esports player in the fighting game community. Mm -hmm. um, she was just saying, like, yo, what's up with... When it comes to us as black women, y'all really don't respect us in this industry of esports and esports. Period. Like whether we're a mm -hmm. player, whether whatever we are, y'all really think we don't exist. You think when we start to talk about esports, like oh, they just getting into it, just to get into it. I know a lot of different like figures that are black women in esports right now that are very pivotal or growing, and no one seems to talk about them at all. You know what I'm saying? And mm -hmm. It's very frustrating. So I'm like, 
there's no room to complain. Let's do something like this. Let's do a call of action. So mm -hmm. that was the inspiration behind the panel. When I seen that there was an opportunity to do a panel, I was like, y'all really wanted, to, I always wanted to do a panel, but I always wanted the panel to mean something in some type of way. Mm -hmm. And I was like, you know what? I want to make a panel about actually sharing the voices of some women in esports. And it's going to be a continued series uh, of me just sitting down, whether it's one-on-one -on -one or having a panel of women. doesn't have to be for uh, a big event like PAX. But, um, and just sharing our voices, how we got into the industry, our journeys within it so far, where we're going to next, things we've created, things we want to do in the future, and actually building a sisterhood to make sure that we have each other's back. Mm -hmm. I think that's something that is not spoken upon a lot. And <clears throat> when we talk about a sister, because people get this twisted, and this is me. When I speak on a sisterhood or speaking for the voices, I'm not speaking for every black woman. I'm not mm -hmm. speaking for every black woman in gaming or esports. E but it's very important as us as black women that we understand the narrative of what we're trying to shape when we talk about a sisterhood. A sisterhood has nothing to do about bashing or destroying black males. Mm -hmm. Or men in general. It has nothing to do with that because we have other narratives that do that. As far as talking about a sisterhood is actually building us as black women or black young women, girls or whatever, and actually having each other's back because we, we know each other's plights. No one knows it. Someone could try to understand it. Someone could say I'm an ally. Someone could say, well, I'm yeah, but there's in the back of their head, it is not clicking because it's not supposed to, because they're not, they didn't live that life. It wasn't born black. Yeah. So can't, be I don't have time to be frustrated with that. I have time to see, well, <clears throat> sis, what do you need? What you need help with? And understand this is a sisterhood. Nobody got time for you bashing this 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 girl because you feel like you should have gotten the opportunity or you feel like you have to be, like I say, the token of mm -hmm. token person, black person for everything. I want everybody to come to me type of situation. Like, And it doesn't mean to bash, you know, your brother at all like your counterpart mm -hmm. as far as in this plight as well because you know one of the topics that was on um the panel which is a a topic that really needs to be spoken upon more is that in the fighting game community which is predominantly black males in the fighting game community they do not accept black women like I at all that. Yeah. Aesthetically, whatever the case, all that, my sister, my queen, all that gets thrown out the door. They are so mesmerized. It's it's really sickening. So like yeah. that if you are mesmerized by women, paired because of course, you know, they're that's what you're attracted to. Mm -hmm. You know, but to put one over another because you want to extol how they look because they look different, or you want to claim they're exotic because they're not the same as how your mother look, your mm -hmm. sister look, or who you might have a child look, or whatever the case may be, and you put this fantasized anime character that's white, but was created by a Japanese person, and you're saying, well, I want that person to look like that, so I like these cosplayers, and this white fighter, I know she's better than this black fighter, or yeah, I'm just going to cheer against this black woman because she don't look that's that is sick like that's yeah. really a deep problem
So when we spoke about that topic, we do have, there are men in the industry that are black that's in fighting game community. They don't play that. You know what I'm saying? And there are organizations, like I shouted out Empire Arcadia, that they have a sector just for black women to build them up. And mm-hmm. there's been other notable as far as uh, companies as well that want to make sure that black women are there, that we exist in these different factors uh, and factions of gaming. But when you see something that's wrong, it's wrong. You know what I'm saying? Like, regardless yeah. of the fact, it's still wrong. So that's why I think that the conversation was very important because it just brings to light certain things that people need to check themselves mm-hmm. on and really pay attention to because sometimes people subconsciously are so trapped in a way of thinking that mm-hmm. they don't recognize what they're doing is wrong until somebody actually bring it to their attention, which is sad, mm-hmm. <laughs> but that ignorance is something that can be broken. Um, but yeah, that was just one thing that I was like, yo, I did witness this in the, in the fighting game community. I was like, yo, and I love to see that there's more black women coming up and saying, yeah, I play video games and I want to compete. You know, mm-hmm. I want to do this because now it's going to bring more women to feel comfortable, especially black women to feel comfortable because all we we see, because women are represented in gaming, but mm-hmm. black women are not. It's like, yeah. to an extent, no, it's really not. Like, I love my homegirl, Keisha Howard. Shouts out to her. She just won an award for black and gaming Um I love that she's getting her flowers. Like she's been in the industry before me mm-hmm. and I seen her and she was an inspiration to me. And I'm like, wow. Or even my good friend, Cherie, who just became the first editor in chief of a tech outlet, like a tech magazine, the first black woman. Wow. And her, you know, her getting her flowers. I love seeing that. Like, I love that. I love that. Okay. This, I seen my homegirl, she went out, She this was years ago, she went to go and compete in Evo. You know, I love seeing that. And that's something as far as a sisterhood that we need to build and be like, okay, so-and-so is doing this. Okay, I see that. If you have a problem with that person, that should be put in DMs. It should not be out in the open that, yeah, forget so-and-so. That's what they want to see. Like, we have a bigger issue to fix. So that's something that I really want to foster is that commodity of a sisterhood amongst our community? Well, and and I noticed that too, like with the the FTC, because I used I used to be in it, and that was one of the focuses of the podcast at one point where I was reaching out and interacting with the FTC, and it just got to a point where I saw a lot of that that you mentioned. I I saw how you know black women, especially in the FTC, are treated versus others and i i didn't understand why like why wasn't there a conversation being had about that and then if you were trying to talk about that the first thing a lot of people try to do is just silence you and it's like why why is that the go-to how come we can't have an open honest organic conversation about why this is going on why can't we dive into you know, understanding, okay, so if this is a thought process, why can't we go with the alternative? Why can't we be more accepting, more open? And nobody wanted to have that conversation. And the FGC, especially this year, has been getting exposed for a lot of shit. A lot. <laughs> a lot. <laughs> and it, it, it gave room for, you know, aside from like even um, 
you know, all these, you know, the different harassment stuff and mm-hmm. from people I personally knew, I was like, right? <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> oh no, this person was around me. Like, I was like, wow, you know, it's been very surprising. It's been very sad um, as well mm-hmm. on what's been going on. And, um, you know, even like the, the amplification of our voices, you know, I like I always say, and I no matter like keep that same energy. Stop waiting for a yeah. hashtag to occur of someone losing their life, and or someone being abused, someone being harassed. There's a lot of people that are having outcry, and you're not listening. Yeah, and um, and I'm just talking about as far as in my own community because I can't whatever another community does. That's what they're able to do, what they want to do. I'm mm-hmm. talking about within our community. Like, keep that same energy. I've seen a lot of people, as far as, like I said, even the whole thing, like, protect Black women. It goes beyond so much measures with that. Like, we always have the energy for y'all, no matter what. We don't really put any type of parameters on that. It doesn't matter if you're dating a white woman to whatever. Like, it doesn't. Mm-hmm. We always still protect y'all. But mm-hmm. we don't never get that back. And it goes beyond just something of abuse or anything. Uh, there's a lot of black women that are content creators and there's a lot of black men who have big platforms and we sure don't see us on our platforms. <laughs> like we, we don't, you know, um, even like I give a big shout out to um, Broken Games HD mm-hmm. uh, as far as BG with Weapon Wheel. You know, he's always and he doesn't care. He's been unapologetic about it because you got certain people well, say people of color instead of saying so like <laughs> what like you took you got that voice on them um but he's always been there as far as like showcasing black women he put me on my on his platform which opened up an audience that i have a new audience that's attached to to, to me now mm-hmm. um other black women he's put on there he was like listen i'm looking out and i'm trying to put my sisters on because they don't get that shine but we mm-hmm. damn sure see white and asian women on these other platforms and if you still, you know, they're your friends, what that's cool with yeah. that. But why isn't this pr- y'all talking about Black Lives Matter? Why? Okay. <laughs> so talk to them. <laughs> you're trying to beg another group of people to recognize you yeah. and your plight, but within your own parameters and your own control and power, you're not doing it. That makes no sense to me. <laughs> so like makes no sense to me at all. And I've Looked at even some people I've known, no, personally. I'm I'm looking at them like really (laughs) 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 just sitting there like, but you didn't have that same energy before this hashtag though. Yeah. You're looking like these companies out here that don't want to get canceled. So that's why you want to say something. But you think just because you share the same co- like skin color as I do that I'm not recognizing what you're doing. It's like at all. Yeah. So I just say on a positive note, keep that same energy and support. If you honestly like, well, it doesn't sweat. Skin color doesn't matter <laughs> to me. <laughs> Race and heritage. Really, it's really ignorant to say because there's nothing wrong and a difference of something is beautiful. It's beautiful that I know this, 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 that in person or these different cultures, these different heritage, 
or whatever to get a different perspective or even to learn more about my own perspective. Like mm-hmm. that's the beauty in it because you get to learn the truth out of things. You get to see so much out of it. So why wouldn't you like, what is the problem? Why is it a problem when it comes to speaking on these topics? It is always a problem. Yeah. Like, Oh, shouldn't be speaking on this. But here it is. You want to praise Marlon the King and Malcolm X on their observances of their days. And like, yeah, these people was this. And mm-hmm. it's like, keep that same energy. Keep pick a struggle. You either going to make sure that you want to be <laughs> ignorant, stay like, and you want to stay like that, but don't let that. If you have a platform, don't let that fall over. Yeah. And keep the energy that you're seeing now that everybody wants to be on as far as the amplification of voices that are marginalized. And if that's the case, then I want to see that consistent. Mm-hmm. It's very simple. A freaking retweet, uh, a looking at someone's content, someone has a project, sharing it. Nobody said you had to put coinage to anything. <laughs> like you, A sub, a follow, a subscribe, a comment. Those are all things of supporting. A, a, a text message, an email, mm-hmm. Like it's it's mad simple. I, I it just it just boggles my mind, like for real. It really does. But yeah, but that was the the whole thing about of <laughs> uh, the panel, and it's just something that just just keep that same energy. That's all we say is keep that same energy. I mean, keep it across the board, and and that's one of the things I I got I got hella flack a couple months ago. When the the whole you know the the George Floyd situation went down and everyone was throwing the hashtag around and all especially all these companies right they were about that for like a week before they moved on most of them and so you know I I I got I, I'm it's my show I can curse if you want to curse you can say it too but, <laughs> but I got shit on by so many. In our own community, you know, for one, uh, in gaming and in the black community, I got shit on by corporations because I called out the fact that these companies, and I said they were not like a lot of you companies are not going to keep that same energy within a week or two. You're doing this now, like you said, to not get canceled. I'm like, we see it. You're doing this so you don't get canceled. You don't give a damn about it. You're talking about this, this, and that, rah, 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 rah. But I'm hearing this, but I ain't seen the walk to go along with it. So I called it out. And I saw, I don't know if you if if you saw this too, but I saw, and this is something that actually did piss me off because I felt like it undermined what a lot of us, you know, go through or a lot of us that, you know, have marginalized voices go through. I saw a lot of other black creators that were using the protests and George Floyd and whatnot to boost their platform. And then as soon as they got their check mark, they got this, they got that. Oh, deuces, I'm out. They don't care anymore. So I call that shit out. And I had so many people mad at me, people trying to cancel me. And I'm like, is it not true? Like if, if we're going to up, if you're going to be a company, if you're going to uplift black voices, 
keep that same energy across the board. It's very simple. Yeah, like, don't let this be one week or one month. Like... Do it for February. (laughs) Like, like, it's it's very simple. And and what I mean by that, because you have people coming in, well, don't you think? No, I don't think anything. (laughs) I think what I'm supposed to think. And that's Mm. that. Because it's across all kinds of things. Even from people with limited abilities. Like, y'all pick and choose when y'all want to support something. And then when y'all want to support it, it looks very, it's very mockingly. Like, it's, it's a mm-hmm. mockery of it. Um, and I, I see a lot of communities not recognizing the mockery of these different, these different marketing schemes, as I call it. Because, for example, I called out Twitch. I'm like, you said this whole little paragraph speech. But I was like, but I don't see that on your front page. Mm-hmm. Why is it that I have to make my own algorithm on Twitch to see people that look like me? So I, every freaking day, damn near, every week, this was before all of this, mm-hmm. I would go and try to find a lot of black women that I could find a lot of black men that play video games on Twitch. Mm-hmm. But I wanted to find a good sum of actual black women from all different places that play video games. I don't give a hell what type of game it was. I wanted to see us. There's so many of us. It's so beautiful. So mm-hmm. many of us. And the reason why I'm I'm hanging on black women is because they really think they we don't exist. I had a um hip hop had a conversation with someone mm-hmm. from a black company <laughs> and was like he was like, well, black women in gaming. He was like, there's no black women, female gamers that's like that, big like that. What? And him, I was like, wait a minute, my girl? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like, there's so many women that game that's, that's black women from different walks of life, rather than she's an Afro-Latina, from whatever the case may be, <laughs> that play video games. Latinas that play video games, like, what are you talking about? That they don't exist? What? Because I, I, me personally, from me going into comic book stores, from me going into mm-hmm. Game Stops, oh, so you getting that game from? Oh, that's what your boy. Like, okay, your boyfriend might like. I'm y'all almost had to say, like, what the fuck? Like, this is not for my boyfriend or brother or father. This is for me. Like, I've been gaming since I was three. I'm most likely know more about gaming than you. Mm-hmm. Period. My mom went to Midtown Comics. They had like this. They always, they used, oh, damn, I missed that because I got some gems out of that uh, <laughs> event. Um, Midtown Comics had like this big warehouse event where they have like 75% off and 50% off of comics and stuff. I'm going through it, and I was streaming too. I don't know if I caught this on stream. The dude was like, "Oh, so you?" He was like, "You, like you, like the best girlfriend. You getting this for your man?" Idiot, no. Like this is for me. It's for my collection. I love comics. I have eyes. I have a brain. Like I can read. (laughs) Like I can read these different, you know, comic strips. You know. 
and he felt dumb, like, because I spoke to him, like, he was dumb, like, like, why do y'all think that if this was a white chicken hair or the way someone aesthetically look, because that plays a part too, mm-hmm. you think that, oh, this person got to be like in this stereotypical geeky attire or not upkept or whatever, and that's, mm-hmm. yeah, that's, that's the nerd. <clears throat> like, no, I'm a nerd. <laughs> like, I'm a geek. Um, do that even with my banker like he was you know because they actually was your profession and stuff i was like yeah i'm a journalist he was like oh so for beauty products i was like bro <laughs> just about like makeup like so, like, just, like getting into makeup and stuff like that i was like no it's for video games my guy like <laughs> like he was like, word? I was like, yeah, what you thought I had to have like big bifocals on or something and no shade to bifocals, but I'm just saying like <laughs> that I had to have those like to, I couldn't look the way I want to look and still play video games. I have, you know, fingers and even, you know, God forbid if I didn't, there are measures out there for people with limited abilities to play video games. Like mm-hmm. it's for everyone. <laughs> like, you know, yeah. so yeah, that, that really gets me, um, but it happens a lot with us because they think that we don't love anime. Mm. You know, they think that we don't, we're not into certain types of games. They think we, if we are black when we probably just playing Grand Theft Auto all day or I love Call of Duty. We're playing Call of Duty or, or, or 2K or, you know, all these other things that's mm-hmm. like these stereotypical games. Like, no, I love my little obscure little games, Japanese games <laughs> and you know, I do love my shooters and I do love my RPGs and I love my JRPGs. I grew up on stuff like that. So mm-hmm. um, they think that we, I hate that term unicorn. We're not unicorns out here. There's nothing rare about a black woman that plays video games. It's just that you don't open your brain and eyes to see that we are there. Like you're, you have blinders on and the sister's right over there playing on her switch. Like, <laughs> so yeah, uh, I just think that it's a big problem, even from your own. Like, I was when I heard that, this is from a big black outlet, like media outlet, and they said that. I, I'm gonna say this tell us how you really feel, <laughs> tell us how you feel. Yeah, when I heard that, like, oh. <laughs> I just wanted to, <laughs> I don't keep nothing back. I'm like. If I was there, <laughs> if I was there, <laughs> I would have said, yo, this is what I'm talking about. You add into the problem, yet your your pose will be there right aside, right by our side. Mm-hmm. And that's something I don't understand. Like we're fighting for the same thing. We understand each other more than anybody else in the world will understand. And that's what anybody with their culture, their race, their background. They're going to know each other because that's what they, they grew up with, the language, whatever the case might be, the plights. And that's fine. That's okay. And that's the same That's the same narrative. We're going to know each other more mm-hmm. than anybody else because we understand. And us as black women, we got mad strikes against us. <laughs> like, bad. Like, you know what I'm saying? And that's fine. Like, that's fine with me. <laughs> you know, I live my life. But damn, no add to it. like that's my thing but but yeah you know there's there's a lot of work to do and it's not like it's something like oh my god i gotta change the world it's just the mindset you know and um 
I just want a lot of women out there that look like me to understand that it is not a race because you got a lot of people, you got a lot of women out, and I've experienced this, that they think it's a race. And even you brothers out there that y'all think it's a race, like, oh, I got to be in front and, oh, shoot. And she got that deal. Damn. I wish I would have thought that it's not a race. Like that person can help you on something. Maybe I could collab on something. Uh-huh. Do stuff together. Like get that slavery, that like mentality that they embedded in us to yeah. to to pit one amongst each other. Like erase that. You can't be on pro this, but you on the side hating on one another. Like. I'm not saying like you can never be in a disagreement with someone that looked like you. Nobody's mm-hmm. touting that because you got some weirdo on the side that's thinking that right now. No one is touting <laughs> that at all. What I'm saying is, is that there's a time and place for everything. And also you can help one another. It's very simple. So simple. Like so simple yeah. with it. And that's, that's see, like, let's have fun. Let's pray too. Uh, shout out to the chat. Uh, Pretty eighty eight said, "I mean, you can't catch me either way, sis." <laughs> oh, that, oh God, that's my sister <laughs> in the chat. Shouts out to L Pretty, aka Mini Feet. I also see what other sis. What's up, Miss K? <laughs> Shouts out to Miss K. Um, but yeah, these these women right here, they they're gamers, been gaming for years. Miss K, she got soldiers that that game. Make sure you y'all um. Tune into her outlet and her her movement and platform showcasing soldiers that game as well. Mm-hmm. And yeah, she she got it. Like, there's a problem. I'm running to Miss K. Like, she got all of the bear arms. Like, I'm running out there's, there's an issue. Um, and then shouts out to my little sister. She she's gonna say something that get her. Yeah, she got trigger words. <laughs> trigger words Call of Duty. Because uh, those are the games that get on our nerves when we always play it. But, um, you know, she's dope in gaming as well. And we exist out here in these streets, you know? And shout mm-hmm. out to my brother Uriah. He's up in here, too. At Arcade. But, yeah, that's just something that we all just uh, definitely need to pay attention to. It's so simple. We have fun with each other. Collab. Content could come out of it. I help one another. And and that's that's one of the things like I, I don't Let's see how can I tactfully go about saying this? Uriah <laughs> and I had a discussion. <laughs> and I was telling him about like we had a little discussion. I'm putting you out on first read, right? And <laughs> um, you know, I was just saying that, you know, it was really simple on um I don't look for nothing in return. Mm-hmm. Um, anybody that I help, anyone that I feel needs help, um, I still have an eye out because <laughs> mm-hmm. there are people that take advantage of that and to be your own too, uh, that, that can and potentially take advantage of that. But, you know, I know how to, I know how to measure things. Mm-hmm. I don't keep gripes or grudges or anything like that. You know, it becomes, it is what it is and you can just stay over there. But um, if that person desperately needed help with something, like, I got to think about it. But <laughs> like, it's not going to be like an ultimate no. 
And yeah. um, you know, I've done with situate I've dealt with situations like that. And uh it's just a whole different mindset that we have to put ourselves in. Uh because Ryan and I had a, a a conversation on it, and I was like, you know, I don't look for nothing in return. And I do know there's people out there that may not be in your best interest. It doesn't matter if they look like you. You know, they may not all they may ultimately not be in your best interest. They may ultimately be out against you. They're malicious, they're evil. They those people exist, you know, and yeah. it be owned. Those people do exist. And um, you know, it's just measuring on what is what and what is not. And uh, you know, just make sure you educate yourself on certain people and things uh as well to not get got in a situation. Yeah. Um but yeah, as far as calling people out and letting like, yo, what's up? What's, what's going on? You know, there's there's people out there. There's even been companies up to try to support black-owned companies, and it's like, come on now. But I'm not gonna like. There's a time and place for everything, and um, I think that's just something that needs to be learned. And it's it's so simple. It starts very simple on just supporting one another. It's just simple stuff. Simple stuff that we are able to do compared to back in the days where you literally either had to show up physically or mm-hmm. drop something off for somebody or like watch somebody. Like now there's so many different digital things or how you can support one another that it can be done. And um it can be done on a small scale before a large scale. But at least it's a step in a direction of a different mindset. So, but yeah, we, we do have those out there that be testing. But, uh, <laughs> like, no, there's still possibility. I mean, there's so many, there's so many that try to, to test. And, you know, this is a conversation I've had with Uriah many a time with, you know, in especially... You know, in, in the space of content creating and in podcasting, there's so many people that really, you know, they, they, they don't have your best interests in heart, you know, and many that they look like us, but they don't really have, you know, at all our best interests at heart. Uh, and, and I've, my wife will tell me, she's like, you're pretty jaded on that. I'm like, well, yeah, I've been, I've got enough stab wounds. Oh, same here. Come on, like, off a bit. I just keep it pushing. I know there's still people. You're going to have those. You're going to have your Judas. Like, yeah. you just go, you're going to have it. You're going to have it. Um, so, so definitely, like, it, it, it does get, like, and real again. So like yeah. that happens, but then I just be it. I always say this, and this is for anything. There's always something to counter the bullshit. There's always something there. There's always something mm-hmm. to counter it. Because that's still gonna exist. It's like people saying, Well, I wanna I wanna eradicate you. No. <laughs> like it's gonna it's there for a reason. Like, yeah. So um something to eradicate is something to counter. Mm-hmm. So and with Countering it, you're able to not be so involved on why it's there. Mm-hmm. You're able to just block it. You know what I'm saying? Like I say, with the whole Mayweather effect, and <laughs> you know, you know, roll it off the shoulder. I always say the shoulder roll, yeah. right, and roll it off, and, and, and 
keep you pushing on something that other people that yeah. you could really do something with. Because listen, if they exist. That's from anybody. You're like mm-hmm. they look like you. They don't look like you. You have people that don't look like you. That's in more of your best interest. That people that like, all those different factors exist. Yeah. Nothing to take away from it. It's just you got to do the shoulder roll. Like, well, seeing you. Got to keep. Stay right there. Uh huh. Yep. And so you just, you, know, you just chin. And um, and so many great people out there. So, um, and all you know, walk. So, you know, just continue with the positivity. And it's it, it's easier said than done. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. But it exists for something and somehow to make it, to, to change the narrative. Yeah. Um, one of the uh, other questions I wanted to ask you is like when you just, you just briefly mentioned this and this is something I've seen for quite some time too is like especially in this field that we're in is in my own personal experience I have people that you know I, I'm, I'm black Samoan Dominican and I've had more people that don't look like me support me, right? Than people that do look like me. And it's like the people, not all, but in my instance, and I'm just speaking for me, 99% of the time with the rare exceptions that do, you know, look out and support me and actually have their brotherhood with me. The ones who do look like me put me down. They're the first ones to put me down. And when I see other groups of people, like when I see whites or Asians or whatever that are in this field, they work together. They look out for one another. I mean, they may cut each other at the angles, but they don't do it in a. They do it in a certain way. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh So it's like, why? Why is that a struggle for our own to to do that? Yeah. It's a struggle for our own because we never we never got to have a generation era. We had it and it was lost. Mm-hmm. That being lost, it was purposely lost. Mm-hmm. So it continued. It continued a curse of so much more. Mm-hmm. A circle of so much more. That's why this time right now is such a little important, especially mm-hmm. for the younger generation figure out and recognize bullshit like amongst our own mm-hmm. and um I've, I've spoken to other people so I s- shouts out the black bomb because even some of the things he said I understood where it came from mm-hmm. and I think a lot of people have to start understanding where each other's stories come from because we mm-hmm. may look alike but we all have different upbringings and we all have different stories on why we think the way we and just like what you were saying, and I and I can understand where it come from. And you know, I've been fortunate and blessed that I grew up where all I seen was my people helping each other because mm-hmm. it was all we had. You know, and let's say a, a young black child growing up, let's say in the suburbs, mm-hmm. sub the suburbia is not. 
there's some people here and there that look like you, but grew up in the suburbs and then you went into a city life and then because you dress a certain way, a certain way, a certain way, think that you're not black enough. So then your people is saying things against you or you might be mixed. It's like, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Or and people are saying things against you. So you're saying that, you know, you seeing more of your people tearing you down because of whatever situation, then you get then you getting a chance of seeing your people actually helping you in something. You know, the ratio effect. I've seen that so many times and I understand where it came from because of their journey, that they didn't mm-hmm. get a chance to get that experience of seeing that people actually help each other. I was blessed to see that from my in, within my neighborhood. Um, shouts out to my public school. PS one eighteen is not Hey Arnold. Thank you. Shouts out um, to even like my elementary school, the Right Hansbury School. But they made sure we knew we were people. Mm-hmm. Principal was black. There's a lot of other schools. I had mostly white teachers. Black, always. Um, but there's a lot of schools that don't get that opportunity in the same city. You know, I've spoken to other people like, damn, I didn't get to look that about in history. They told us about George Washington and all this other stuff and slavery. We didn't get to know about who we actually were in some capacity, but my school was doing. Well, I didn't get to see, you know, Miss So and so pick me up from school. You know, because such and such, and I didn't see them sharing meals with each other. And there's a lot of kids that don't, people that don't get to get that experience of seeing your people help each other. And so Mm -hmm. it builds a narrative. And I understand where other, I can't get mad because that's what that person lived on why they see what they see. Mm -hmm. That's why, let's say you did grow up like that. Oh, you. Of course, even from your story, you you got more than someone else. Now it's time to change that narrative. You know, it's just like when someone grows up without a certain parent in their life and not able to build their own family and not able to be something that their other parent wasn't. Like it's something to change. It's always something to change the narrative and something to continue. Like, nah, I don't believe that shit. Like, what? I don't believe. <laughs> You know, nah, this is what we're doing now. Like, yeah. this is what we're doing today. This is what we're going to change. I'm not looking for Harry, Tom, Sue, Ellen, and all of them. If they want to help, fine. Shades, all those names. So, okay. He's got to put disclaimers on every goddamn thing. Um, if they want to help, fine. But as far as what I know I can do, and for what I see, and I understand, because you even have people that look like you, they, they don't want to understand. Why yeah. these people? Why, why do they think that way? Look, yeah. Where can that come from? It's just sometimes people just, 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 just observe. Can't get mad. I'm gonna just bring it to hip hop, uh, like the the genre of hip hop, not hip hop game, but like the genre. Of <laughs> I remember Chameleon there um, was in a situation. I think it was Chameleon there, and Fifty Cent was teasing him and joking on him. Mm-hmm. And someone was like, yo, you know, what's up with like you and 50 got beef? Like they was trying to incite something because he hasn't he didn't come out and say anything about it. I guess 50 Cent teased him on something. And mm-hmm. Chameleon response was like such the most mature and 
understand what the hell is going on response. He was like, listen, it's 50. <laughs> like, that's that's 50 Cent. Like, that's what he does. He jokes on people. He came into the industry with how to rob. Like, he came into the mm-hmm. industry coming at everybody's throats. Like, that's him. And it could be no shade. That's just his personality. He's probably the dude that just, you know, you got that one friend that joke on you all the time. Ain't like, yeah. man, you had to go below the boat like that. Like me and my sister L Pretty that's in the chat. We do that all the time. We have love for each other. We love each other. But we always get on each other. And sometimes it's like, damn, you had to say that. You know I got a problem. Like you know what I'm like that's too damn true. That's true. Like, but he his response was was like, yo, that's 50 cent. Like, that's what he is. Like, you know, that's not true about me. So so he does what he does, and I'm gonna do what I do. Mm-hmm. It was such the illest shoulder, like that was like because <laughs> they was trying to incite war against them in some way or form to build a, a, a headline, and he wasn't for it. Mm-hmm. Like you gotta understand people and where they come from, like just not having a, the ignorance because that could deflect a lot of problems and situations that shouldn't be there. But I love when I seen that, I was like, yo, I do. Because he, he was about to fall into a trap. Yeah. Yeah. You know, every fight is not a fight all the goddamn time. Like, he yeah. joked on me. He said something about me. He said something wrong about me. It's false. I deal with this joint all the time. Like, on Twitter alone, I see all these people say all kind of stuff. I'm like, whatever. So, hey, you know, <laughs> I can check you with a couple of things, but. You know, other than that, I got to understand, like, okay, cool. But yeah, he, Chameleon there, I think it was Chameleon there. I don't think it was um, Rich Boy selling. No, it wasn't Rich Boy. I had to remember his name real quick. It wasn't Rich Boy, but I really think it was Chameleon there. He has a very mature, mature essence about him. Mm-hmm. And um, I loved his response. That's like, we got a, a lot of situations too. And in life alone, like understanding who that person is, why, what their motive is, and what they're doing, sometimes there's nothing to answer to. Yeah. All right. All right. And uh, one other thing I want to dive into, and also being respectful of your time, but one thing I want to dive into hey. is uh, <laughs> uh, so people, okay, especially creators streamers youtubers on twitter they sometimes say some super out-of-pocket things that i'm over here like you know you wouldn't say that to somebody's face and it it's it's wild for me like like i said i came to the u.s when i was seven right uh my dad is from memphis tennessee so i grew up there before i came out here to hawaii you know and I, I was in a hood and I understood the sudden things you don't say. If you, you know, if you ain't ready about, or you ain't about that life, you don't, you don't talk about that. And there are things I've seen YouTubers and, and, and Twitch streamers and just creators in general say, and I'm over here like, all right. Let's see if you bought that life. <laughs> I, I have to check myself because I'm and, and Uriah. Shout out to him. Uriah knows. I say I, 
I can I have a tendency to piss people off, but I try to check myself, and I'm a lot calmer than I used to be like twenty years, uh, ten years ago. <laughs> I was, yeah, 20 years ago, I was pretty rough, but 10 years ago when I was like, uh, uh, 20 something. Yeah. I, I would just be like, Oh really? You, you want to say that? And then people will say some, some wild stuff to me now. And I'm like, okay. Just cause my wife, shout out to Lehua. Um, she is very much able to rein me in with, did you have to say that? Did you really yeah. have to say that? And I'm like, no, but but did you need to say that? No. Fine. So I, you know, she 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 she's calmed me down. So that's a blessing. Thank you. <laughs> I know. Actually, take you. I started to learn more about the. In college, I did look at the whole console so mm-hmm. um, a black buster critic. Shout out to him and his brother <laughs> Shokyo and like um, I've got the other these other people that you know their narrative was specifically for something or within that conversation of you know the whole console wars and then when I arrived in weapon well, who got the this people I even know about as far as like the so-called side of YouTube, what they mm-hmm. call it. And I was like, yeah, I don't know about these people, but a lot of these people they I have see. a whole motive. They said your mic went out. Mic went out? Yeah, oh. I me. It's it's probably that RT, RTX. Come on, RTX. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you good now, you good now. Okay. But um, like had this whole narrative, this whole narrative to be like, yeah, you know, Xbox, PlayStation, Nintendo, PC, or whatever. But they start going below the belt and like getting real personal, mm-hmm. and that like, and then we see it on Twitter, we see it on all these other different um, platforms, and I've even yo, I've even been an argument or debate. For someone who's in charge of a reputable company that's for fundraising for children. <laughs> and like they wanted to go below the I mean, this is on Twitter. Like, they probably deleted those tweets, but wanted to go back and forth just because I said, well, Overwatch shouldn't shouldn't have one game of the year. Well, yeah, that chill. It's a freaking video game. <laughs> I need you to show all your I'm gonna need you to bring it. You're here. I need you to bring that down right here. <laughs> like going off. And I'm like, yo, you looking like a clown right now. Cause you have underneath your description, what you own and who you are. And I know this person. And I'm like, you looking like a clown because of, of differences. Yeah. I didn't feel that overwatch should have won game of the year. I felt that there was, I was like, I was questioning the parameters of what actually decides a game of the year. Because I feel like that game didn't hit all those points. That's mm-hmm. my opinion. And I'm saying why it didn't hit all those points. So what is what's the new parameters of game of the year with these companies now? What's wrong with that? This is like when people go on this political BS. Okay, you like who you like, I like whatever, like whatever. To like get <laughs> over it. But when you start bringing that nonsense into gaming, it, it's like you looking like a clown. And this yeah. person wanted to actually 
go below the belt. And I was like, you a grown ass man, a woman, and you a grown ass man. You're a white man at that. <laughs> like <laughs> you look like a complete idiot and clown. Because whatever your whatever your opinions are, however you felt, you have you got shiz and blizzard. Like, like I, whatever I say is going to put the shiz down and blizzard because I said it. Like that's how it was. I'm like the deciding factor of those shares going up or down. Why are you upset? You got ownership or something? Like you on the executive board of Blizzard for Overwatch? And like I was making fun of him and like he wanted to go below the belt and I was like, wow, you look like an absolute clown right now because you're on a public platform and you're saying all these things. You act like we in the DMs. Like we wasn't in the DMs. It's public. And people don't understand. A lot of people have lost their jobs off of silly banter. They've lost partnerships. Mm -hmm. um, you even have certain people trying to go after people's jobs because they have a difference in opinions. And it's mad silly. And I'm like, just because you want to be a freaking keyboard gangster, warrior, activist, <laughs> All these other things behind a keyboard and a screen, but in actuality, in person, if there's a problem, it's not about that life at all. So, like, not. And I've 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 encountered that several times. Even if I didn't even speak to a person, they have like this whole problem with me. I'm like, why? Because it sounds really stupid. I don't mm -hmm. care. You obviously care. I don't. So. But yeah, it's just sad. It's just really sad. It is fostering a whole generation of people who think that they can say and do whatever they want. And then when they see certain... Um, I remember, um, this, I think this person worked for NASA or was like an intern at NASA or something. And she says something really dumb. And it's like, she's like, yeah, I just got my intern. She says something. I forgot what ignorance is. I, I can't even fan, like think about it right now. And NASA caught it. Because you put NASA, you didn't even have to hashtag it. You can just search and everything is going to pop. There's people who, who comb for things like that. Mm -hmm. It was like, well, you will not be in our internship class ever. She's <laughs> doing her whole career, a young girl. Off a crazy thing she said. And then you even have people who just because you have a difference of opinion, they want to blackball you on that. And it's just... It's really immature. These are grown ass people. I could see her, you know, she was a kid. She was like 18. But we have grown ass people doing this. It's sad. No, it is. And it's it's you know I, I don't understand why people are so comfortable with this I'll just call it what it is. I call it fuckery. Chuckle fuckery. I mean that's basically <laughs> what it is. Um because like okay like when i had um john eric bitley on he does the voice of barrett in final fantasy 7 remake there was something him and i we talked about there's this youtuber that's that was saying that he sounded like a white man trying to sound black and john eric bitley was like i am black <laughs> like <laughs> he's like He's like, yeah, he said, you know, he, he, 
you know, people say some things that if they if they were in person, he said, yeah, they, they're not about that life. He said, but thank you to my wife for calling me down. <laughs> but it, it's, it, it is. It's wild. This generation uh, and a lot of our own generation, they, they go out, they say some wild things. They'll, they'll do stuff on, on social media, not realizing there's repercussions to things they say. Um, and it's like, I, I'm of the mindset, like, if I don't agree with something, I don't always got to speak on it. If it's super left field, okay. I may say something, but other than that, I'm like, if you stupid, you can stay stupid all. <laughs> yeah, I'll start. I'll be like, I'm done. Like, well, I'll, sometimes, <laughs> like sometimes I'll entertain it, like especially on Twitter. And some mm-hmm. I, some people like they like red why. I was like, well, I want to be entertained today. I want to like that's that's just me. <laughs> I want to entertain myself today. Let's 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 let's, let's do this, <laughs> and let's see what the end of result. I've had people where. Um, um, one person like called me a name uh, just because I was talking about PlayStation, mm-hmm. and um, and I was like, I had to check them in a way that they had to humble themselves. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I was like, so you just said all of that, and you wanted to call me a name. I never called you a name in any way or aspect. We're just talking about, you know, the differences of these systems and how it's so, you know certain things are one-sided and what one minute y'all want to say this and the next minute y'all want to say this. And like I said, they're keeping the same energy aspect. Mm-hmm. Um, like, of course, like for me personally, I have a preference for PlayStation. I've said that countless of times when PlayStation F up, I talk about it. <laughs> like if Xbox is doing something great, I talk about it. Nintendo's doing, so I have, first of all, I have all these systems. I play on all these platforms. I spend money on these platforms <laughs> so i have something to say uh, opposed to someone that you have a platform you have one platform probably some of y'all probably don't have these damn platforms y'all just want to be the conversation because i think it's fun <laughs> but y'all have nothing else to do in life but you know i'm able to to and i'm an analyst and re- i'm in this industry and i'm saying what i'm saying and i don't have to be right but what I'm about to say got some facts behind what I'm saying. It has some claims. I don't think some of y'all y'all skipped that part in school, mm-hmm. <laughs> like on debating class. There's some claims behind what I'm saying. You know, there's no room for you as a grown ass man to call me a name just because you and I disagree on something. Mm-hmm. You look like a straight up clown. You look like you bleed seven days for seven days because you so, you know, they call us very emotional. You looking mad emotional. Like I said to <laughs> all those dudes out there that get too emotional on their opinions, cut out the soy from your diet. The soy <laughs> from your diet, it is messing with your whole genetic makeup. Stop. Make sure before you go to the grocery, you know, while you're in the grocery store to make sure that you read the label, (laughs) whatever you're about to put in your body. (laughs) Because the soy is really getting to y'all. Cut back on them soy lattes. (laughs) (laughs) Because this is comedy to me, but I am dead ass. Like, cut, 
We do research on it. I'm I'm really serious. Cut back on the soy. Mm-hmm. And you might have to give up your soy lattes in the morning. And if you a grown ass man, why are you drinking soy lattes? <laughs> 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 but I'm not gonna dive into that. But yeah, make sure I'm I'm really serious because I, I don't understand why it's just so much like I'm a lot of these guys we sound like angry women. Yeah. Like angry, the stereotypical, the stereotype of women. Y'all are looking like that. I'm like, yo, you are you got more testosterone than me. <laughs> like, why are you thinking and sounding so really upset? Like, for real, like your life depends on this tweet. And I keep saying to everybody, this is a public service announcement from Red me. Cut back on the soy. <laughs> it is really messing up with y'all genetic makeup. It's making you think differently than what you normally should. You're getting too emotional. Leave that for the nurturers of women. Shining <laughs> <laughs> too emotional. Okay? Leave that to us. <laughs> Since y'all say we're too emotional and can't think. But yeah, uh, I approve this message. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, also, also, real talk though, for real though, fellas, y'all need to c- c- cut the soy. It really ain't boy, good bro. for you. It really ain't good for you. Not good for your health, like for real. I'm being really serious. Do the research. Mm-hmm. I sound like the ladies out there, these crazy caring people that be like, do the research on the face mask. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, but for real, all honesty, do the research on soy. Cut back on soy because y'all out here looking like some clowns. Yeah. Yeah. Um I guess I got one more question then we can we can head on out. It don't even feel like it's been two hours. No. <laughs> <laughs> but uh uh one of my, my uh my last questions is what um you know we, we have a big discussion now in gaming tech and pretty much every industry about the importance of representation. Uh, and the conversation kind of spans it. There wasn't as much, or either there wasn't rep- representation or it wasn't as much before. Um, what are your thoughts on this push from a journalist and creator's perspective? Uh, also, you know, it, should we use the term PLC? Or should <laughs> I mean, it depends on what the aspect is. Like, when I'm being specific, I'm specific. Like, as far as black people creating a narrative to include, to have the inclusion of more black people. Um, If it's, uh, because people don't understand the difference between Hispanic and Latin. I'm not even going to go into that. But but as far as, like, Hispanic or Latinos creating the message, as far as blacks and Hispanics, we are very marginalized uh, under marginalized or whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm getting the, but as far as our voices not being heard in certain things, so we therefore have to create the narrative. The thing that wraps in between uh, as far as Hispanic heritage, because Hispanic is not a race. Um, when we dive into that, uh, there's mar- like there's, there's voices that's not unheard in that community, you know, as mm-hmm. far as Afro-Latinos. So and I come from that. So it's like, well, when you turn on 
television and all these other different um, platforms where it's supposed to be a Hispanic outlet, you see mm. white people. Spanish is just a language that is being spoken, <laughs> unless you're from Spain. <laughs> so, like, you know, I have a Spanish is a language. I don't say that I'm English because I speak English. I think a lot of people don't understand, like, the whole thing of that. But, like, even, like, Afro, Afro-Latins, like, are not represented at all. You have a lot of people that think they're not even Afro Latin to begin with. Um, that's a problem. So as far as like, I like to be specific because they hold specific issues that need to be accounted for. So as far as saying people of color, I don't have time for that because people of color is a broad spectrum of people who Thank are melanated a whole heritage of whatever. <sighs> and I am i don't, that's not me. <laughs> if I'm talking, if that's something I want to in, in, indulge on, okay, people of color. But if I'm talking about something specific, and I think everyone should do that. Yeah. Let's say, uh, for example, we have Marvel Avengers that's out. It's dope that you do have an Arabic Muslim character that was created, and now she holds the mantle of Miss Marvel. She's there. That's great to say her specifics. <laughs> like, yeah. And so I say, we have a new person of color as the main, say her specifics because that's, that's a community that's not being represented. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And different aspects, whether it's geek culture, whether it's, um, there's an actresses that's, that's online uh, as far as being, um, broadcast or whatever the case mm-hmm. from politicians, whatever the case may be. We don't see that. Mm-hmm. So because we don't see that, it should be pretty much noted. Mm-hmm. It's something specifically to say. Let's say someone that is um, have a limited ability. Because I don't really like to say disabled. Mm-hmm. Um, that's just me personally. Someone who has a limit. It's great to specifically say that. Because that is the issue at hand. We're specifically talking about. When you want to say people of color... color that is a broad spectrum. And then, okay, so where are we pinpointing that at? Mm-hmm. Because there's Asians in that space and they're considered people of color. They're not, they're represented heavy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, so I, I love to put specifics on things. It's like problem solving. You have to tap into what is this specific thing to tackle. So mm-hmm. if I want to talk about black people, Hispanic people in tech, I'm pointing out these communities that are underrepresented in so many ways and how to change that. It starts with us. I see too much begging from the other side. It's like, it starts with us. Like, there's tons of black developers, mm-hmm. tons of black women developers, Hispanic women developers. Like, there's tons of us in, but we're not being spoken spoken upon. Um, as far as us as journalists, the Black and Gaming Awards happen. You know, I would love to see more of us retweeting about that or showcasing more stuff of that or writing articles on it. You know, that helps. Um, there's been <clears throat> several, I think there's a Black Men in Tech a summit that's coming up short. I think that that was something that was advertised on LinkedIn. Yeah. I think that's today. Um, 
So bringing up things like that, because we have a lot of young brothers and sisters out there that they like, I don't know, because I just keep saying the same thing. And there's tons of that information out there, but they don't know where to go or they don't see it. So, Mm -hmm. you know, our job, of course, in this gaming industry, in this tech industry is, of course, we have all the other narratives. You know, one of the biggest narratives right now, of course, is the PlayStation 5, the Xbox Series S or X or whatever. And that's like the big tagline. Okay, so who's behind those taglines, too, that's making that all come into fruition to launch? Mm-hmm. There are people who are part of those projects that are on those teams. Okay, and this is so-and-so, and this is who did this, and this is the programmer, and this is the UI engineer, and it's like there's just so many people. Um, I remember when I was looking at uh, the Call of Duty um, Cold War showcase, and they showed a black, matter of fact, it was like two black developers on there. I immediately reached out. <laughs> like, I was like, what's his name? All right, lengthen. <laughs> and I reached out and I connected hey, with them because remember, we're not supposed to reach out. Remember? Oh yeah, oh, oh my bad. <laughs> we're not supposed to reach out because that's desperate measures. We look desperate. <laughs> you know how they supposed to know who I am. Matter of fact, that make sure you delete your entire contacts out of your cell phone. Don't call nobody. Because if you call somebody that's desperate, <laughs> like, but yeah, we're not supposed to reach out. But yeah, like, let's say you're into game, you want to be a game developer, mm-hmm. you know, reach, record those, 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 um, those names and stuff. And as far as us as journalists, we need to make sure that we're putting those people and saying, hooray. I remember, um, like I said, I'm bad with names, but I remember your face. <laughs> Bad with days. I got to repeat it a couple of times. I got to speak to you a couple of more times. Um, there was a sister. She's one of the uh, Call of Duty partners. And um, she, they put her face up and stuff. She, during that whole stream, I don't know if I've seen her probably two times. I went. They showed everybody else a lot of times. She was probably shown probably two times, if I'm not mistaken. Probably mm-hmm. being nice. Uh, I went to her stream. I went to subscribe. I went to uh, retweet and say, yeah, she's one of the Call of Duty partners. I have a platform. I don't care how many, you know, care how many people is following me, but I have a platform to be like, hey, go check her out. So us as journalists, even though we're not all the time writing an article on something, we can do our even micro uh, journalism on our social media platform. I think that's one way to also because that's what most of the kids are looking at. And, you know, if they're not kids, even younger generations or young adults, they're first looking at our social media platforms before they go to our websites. Mm-hmm. So that's one to micro do micro uh, journalism uh, on off of Twitter alone and just do those little captivating things, those little short things. If we're so interested in uh, amplifying our voices, we could do something that's really quick to do, and it could be a retweet. It could be something that we draft up real quick. Remember, I told you about Canva and you know, mm-hmm. uh, other things like that, and make something quick, little cute, boom. And then later on, because that's what I've been doing since my website been jacked up, <laughs> I've been doing a lot of stuff uh, on social media, and you know, of course, YouTube is a part of social media. So yeah, I think that's 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 that can be an answer, you know, one of the answers. Cause it's not just one. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, actually I do have another question. This is, and I promise, I promise, I promise. 
This is gonna be a last question. Um, what do you? What would you say to the uh, audience if they're looking to say get into the gaming industry or they want to do gaming journalism or anything like that? Like, what advice would you give? Um, but one of the the big advices I would do is start. Like, I had the misconception that I needed to have money to build my own website. Mm-hmm. And that stopped me from doing a lot. Um, I went on to, of course, work with friends with their independent websites, but I wish I would have started back then because I no, I probably would have been a bigger aspect than what I am currently, or I would have had more opportunities. I don't know. It is what it is. You learn from it. But I would say start. I don't care if that joint say so-and-so.wordpress.com because that's what it's going to say at first. <laughs> <laughs> um, and you don't have the money, just start. It's free. Mm-hmm. You know, um, one of the most biggest bloggers, most successful bloggers, uh, her name used to be Nicole Bitchy. I forgot what her last name is because she doesn't want to be called that anymore. Um, but she was a big blogger on like entertainment gossip and news on, on celebrities for the longest, for years, her joint was saying NicoleBitchy.wordpress.com and she got <laughs> partnerships and all kind of stuff. But it's, it, it was it was so inspirational to see that because I was like, yo, my joint could have been wordpress.com or whatever I wanted to come up with as far as a name. But just mm-hmm. start. Um, have some friends like now that's, that's trying to get their different projects up and running. Uh, Shouts out to the tipsy geek so he does a curation of making geeky drinks like as far Mm -hmm. as like adult drinks with you know liquor and mixed drinks and stuff like that and um i was telling him just 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 do your content you know and put some put you have a beautiful personality so and put that within what you're doing like showcase you doing it Mm -hmm. and i don't care if you got 10 people following you you know i'm gonna you know, I'm going to retweet it and somebody, somebody else might get inspired by that drink and be like, yo, I, got, I, I did this for my party. We had this little gaming party or this little <laughs> comic, you know, whatever. I might just make the content. Mm-hmm. Same thing with my sister in there, L Pretty. She got many feet lead. She's a big sneaker head. I'm like, make content. There's not that many women that we see as sneaker heads, especially as black women actually showing that they are sneaker heads. Mm-hmm. Um, another friend of mine, he helps with editing my videos. He also knows how to draw Castillo illustrations. I'm like, bro, start like just do a little projects Just start drawing different characters that you love growing up. Um, you know, there's a dope sneaker coming out. Draw that sneaker like this is so just start doing something. You could always ride a wave of something, but you got to put yourself out there because nobody's going to. Nobody's gonna be like, oh, let me let me tune in like they Professor X. I don't know your friend who's like the <laughs> let me tune in, let me professor, let me just guess who's out there that I no, like someone still has to follow you, subscribe, or look at you, even if they don't want to subscribe or follow, but they found you. So I think a lot of people don't be frugal with your talents. Put yourself out there, protect your property, yes. But put your talents out there. Start. I don't care if it says at .com. I don't care YouTube-wise. Let's say you have a phone. You have a, If you have a smartphone, record record your videos with the, with the smartphone. 
you know, stack them books up, game cases up, and prop your your your. your I used to do that. Mm-hmm. Some of the videos I did was from my phone. <laughs> Those unboxings <laughs> was from my phone, and some pillow or whatever was propping it up before I had a webcam, before I had a computer. You know, just right. just start. I I, uh, I sent you who it was that told me he was desperate. <laughs> you probably you probably heard of them, but uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. I heard about that one. <laughs> wow. But yeah, um just definitely um definitely start uh you know, if you're a journalist, you want to interview people or um I had somebody that reached out to me and they said, "Hey, and I this this was done to me too." Um and I learned from that. They was like, hey, I would like to interview you. And I was like, okay, cool. But they had no content up. So I couldn't really measure what their motive was because I have mm-hmm. to be careful. Um, I didn't know what their motive was. And I didn't know what their intent was because I didn't see any content up. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I ran into the same situation as me being a professional. I wanted to reach out. I didn't have my website up, up and running yet. Um, but I had so much other things to show that, you know, I am a professional in this. I have a streamline of work that I've done that's published from videos to interviews, from written content. And I was like, hey, I would love to have you as my first interview for my website. I wanted to book that before the website was done. Mm-hmm. And the person was like, I know what he was like, I know who you are. Um, you know, I love what you do, but get your website up first. Then we could talk. You know what I'm saying? It's like, because it's like you're putting something in front of something before something was like a foundation that was put in place. So I always tell people to, um, to make sure that you have something in place already. You don't have to write a a freaking book on your website. It could be very micro content. I I'm even learning that for myself. If you're doing YouTube, Make five minute videos on something like it could be on anything and you can have the camera in front of you. If you have the means and it's blessed and have a computer, download OBS, Streamlabs or whatever is for free. You could even record yourself. You have platforms like this, like StreamYard and all kind of things like Twitch and all these other things that can help you. That's for free. Now, mm-hmm. before, what? They didn't have like what? growing up and didn't have a smartphone. So you have so many different just start. I always say start if you want to reach out to people, introduce yourself, say hi, don't make it awkward. This is a tip. This is a networking tip on the internet. Whomever you want to get in touch with, if you don't have things already established and you want to follow them, follow their social media networks first, see what they're interested in, see what you may have in common with this person, see what they're up to. And make that as like a breaking the ice thing. Because you don't want to be in someone's inbox talking about, yeah, I want to connect. Let's do some things or whatever. And it's like, well, what is the things you want to do? Like, I, It's so much. I don't like up in the air, like first impressions with people. Like mm-hmm. if you just want to say, hey, even on LinkedIn, like how hey, I would love to connect with you further. These are the things that I'm working on. What are some of your endeavors that you're working on as well? And how can we work together? 
Mm-hmm. You know, like, or if someone you follow their social media networks, you see what they're doing. Like, okay, cool. Let's say you want to get into game reviews. You really want to review games. Review the games you already have first. Mm-hmm. Review stuff you already have. Even if it's old, you can make anything old new news. You can make it news, new news, even if it's old. Mm-hmm. So start with that and then reach out to publicists. Yeah. So yeah, there's so many different like little tips and tricks. Don't make things awkward. <laughs> like <laughs> introduce yourself if you want to talk to somebody. Even like if you want to reach out to me, my my DMs is open. <laughs> like I might forget I forget a lot of times it's open. Make it awkward. Like introduce yourself. Yeah, I seen you on such and such. Um, I seen you on a Casanova podcast with Mikel. Um, I will I'm really interested in getting in the gaming industry. You know, um, this is what I've been doing this so far. So then I get a uh some type of aspect on what angle you want to do in the gaming industry. So I don't know. You have some people they flat out don't know. So I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, maybe you should do these things first. To see what you're actually interested in, what you have a um, strong point in. But yeah, like those are the things I would say as far as getting in the gaming industry. It's so easy right now to create your own opportunity and um, start with what you have first. It's nothing wrong with starting with what you have first. Then make plans on how you want to start building. Like I said, my whole rig right now did not come in one time. <laughs> You know, it was pieces to the puzzle, pieces, pieces, and saving up. So, um, you know, don't overthink. Start with what you have. What you have is fine, and make the best of it. Right, right. And, and I lied. I actually got one final question for you. <laughs> Did you have fun? Today? I had a great time. Um, this has been remarkable. Thank you so much for having me on your platform, uh, speaking to your audience. It's Great speaking to you and collaborate with you. I love <laughs> your content. Um, I love your passion for video games. And uh, like I said, I love your reviews. It goes, y'all check out his reviews. Yo, it's straight to the point. <laughs> like <laughs> it gives some over like some background to it. His and this is what I would say about the industry too. Um, because I just think that this needs to be like a standard in the industry. Mm-hmm. What well, was reviewing a game? I want to see you play that game. A lot of times you don't get to see the review play the game. So I love that you do take time out. You stream the games that you play, that you're reviewing, that you talk about, um, and you care about your audience. So thank you so much for letting me be a part of that and uh, being on your platform. <laughs> well, I, I appreciate you coming on the show. And because, uh, okay, for the audience who may not know, we have a six hour time difference. And so we were scheduling this. Uh, I think we we started talking today before we went live and I need to do all the other stuff. I think it was like five something my time. And it was, was it like 11 or 12 your time? I think it was. So it's like we, we, and that's one of the things too. If you guys want to get into interviewing people, you got to be able to work with different time schedules. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Ask somebody from Poland the other day. (laughs) <laughs> right <laughs> that's like a whole what uh for you it's like a whole day is it a day and a half or a day yeah difference whole day it's like man i'm talking to you in the future and i'm in the past <laughs> <laughs> uh but yeah it's um 
there's definitely something. There's more than enough room in the industry for all of us. Uh, if you have the opportunity to pay it forward and help other people do so. If, you know, just understand. If you get stabbed in the back, you ain't the first one to do it, but it won't be the end of you. <laughs> Trust me. I got my whole back. I got stitches across, but you know, <laughs> we, we, we good. We good. We still, you know, we, we still good. And it's just have fun with it. Just have fun with making content because if you're not having fun, why are you doing it? I see. I've seen some content creators that I'm like, do you even enjoy gaming? <laughs> right so um that being said red it is an honor having you on the show we definitely got to do this again i gotta have you oh because we gotta show. game it up we gotta play something for real though for real All of that for real though and uh, thank you for sharing your wisdom here on the show and uh with the audience here it's uh th- th- these are conversations i i really love having and Again, tell people where they can find you on social media. Plug everything you're working on. Don't leave nothing. Sure, out. sure. It's a lot. Go <laughs> for to it. Sound like hip hop gave away his intro. <laughs> 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 oh, <laughs> love you. But um, but um, excuse me. Um, yeah. Uh, right in for me across the board. Uh, on Twitter. Um, on Twitch, on YouTube, it's Red Infamy. So you go to youtube.com slash Red Infamy now before it was something else. Um, Instagram, PlayStation Network, my gamer tag is Red Infamy. Uh, so um, the Switch joint, you know, y'all going to have to search for that. I'm going to have you just hit me up. <laughs> That's a whole social security number. It really um, is. My Steam is Red Infamy as well. Uh, as far as content, uh, geekgametight.com please bear with me he's a little bare bones right now as far as how I look because I had to strip the whole theme and start all over again so bear with me um, mm-hmm. but I do a lot of my content in the mean uh, means of that on YouTube uh, so uh, I do interviews as well uh, I do first plays I love to play like an hour or two of the game that I'm reviewing to give my first impressions and so I'll stream more of that uh, I do a lot of different analyzing things. I consult with people as well, too. So geekgametight.com is the website. Uh, everything is right in for me as far as all social networks. I do have a show along with um, other hosts, uh, Aaron and Warlock, which is on Gary V's 1.37 p.m. It's formerly known as Good Game. We're going to announce the new name of that show. It speaks on esports. Uh, I do have projects upcoming with The Ultimate Gamer. Uh, so definitely check out the Ultimate Gamer, and also check out my family uh, Alien, where I do stream on their platform as well too. When I do stream, and um, trying to think of what else, and I will be continuing a series like as far as this whole important conversation, just to get more of us out there. So I always say, anybody, just hit me up if you want advice, uh, how getting into the industry, or you're already in the industry and you just want to connect. Uh, my LinkedIn is Tamika Moultrie, and it has Red Infamy. So if you search Red Infamy, you'll be able to search me on there too. Okay, I, I, as you're saying, I'm, I'm like I'm trying to grab everything like here. here, <laughs> here, here. <laughs> no, but I'm gonna include everything because uh, this is gonna go up on all uh, major podcasting outlets, and uh, also it's gonna be re-uploaded on YouTube. And I guess this is the part where I gotta 
do my super long. So if you enjoyed this podcast and you want to know where you can find it, if you want to listen to it in audio format, if you're watching it right now, I think it's this way or this way. However, yeah. So it's on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, iHeartRadio, Pandora. Uh, we just got approved for Amazon oh, Music. Congratulations. We just got on. Yeah, that's, that's wild. <laughs> uh, if you want to support the podcast, we got Patreon. So patreon.com slash Mikhail Casanova. You can also catch it on youtube.com slash Mikhail Casanova. And always exclusively first live stream interviews on <laughs> twitch.tv slash Mikhail Casanova. And I'm tired of saying my own name, but yeah, I'm across <laughs> the board. My contact is. My contact has been freaking out this whole. Oh, I got contacts on too. Like it was messing with me the other day. Yo, it's especially when you got the lights. Especially Yo. when you got the the lights beaming. Yeah, I need some gunner <laughs> glasses. I need some gunners or something that's similar to it. Yo, gunner, holla at us. Facts. <laughs> but, <laughs> but with that being said, I hope you guys enjoyed the show. Links to my guests, all their social media outlets will be in the description below. And uh, I hope y'all had a good time. And with that being said, Red Infamy and I are out. We'll see y'all on the next one. Hey, did you enjoy this episode of the Casanova Podcast? Well, I'm sure you did. And since you did and you're wondering where else you can find it, you can find it on every podcasting outlet. Yes, it includes Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Launchpad DM by Podcast One, and so much more and the only thing i ask of you is if you truly enjoyed it even if you didn't enjoy it please leave a rating and tell us what you thought of it what you like what you didn't like and everything in between and also if you're looking for video formats of this podcast and many more you'll be able to find them on youtube.com slash casanova as well as on twitch.tv slash casanova and new episodes every single monday morning 8 a.m eastern standard time so that being said this is Mikhail casanova hawaii's favorite youtuber i am signing out you guys have a great one